We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. Two monks were walking down a mountain path, talking about the purpose of life and the beauty of the world around them when they came to a river. Now, the rainy season had been particularly active, and so the river was flooded to a higher level than usual, and the river was running particularly fast. And there was a woman at the bank of the river who urgently was trying to get across to the other side so that she could be with her family. The floods of the river had come suddenly, and she had not expected that the river was going to be as high as it was. And she was frantic, because if she didn't get to the other side of the river, she wouldn't be able to tend to her family. The two monks came to the river, and they could see the woman's dilemma. Unfortunately, in these monks' monastery, they had a specific rule that they were not allowed to touch women or members of the opposite gender. And so they struggled with the dilemma of what to do. They could tell that she needed help getting across the river, and yet their rules were that they weren't allowed to touch her. But one of the monks said to the woman, Here, I will help you. Crawl, get on top of my back, and I'll piggyback you across the river, and you'll be able to get to your family. And so that is what she did. She crawled onto his back. He held onto her tight. They waded into the river and they were able to get to the other side. And then the monk put her down, he wished her well on her journey, and he and his partner continued to travel along the mountain path. About two hours go by when the second monk says to his friend, I can't take it any longer. And the first monk said, mm, you seem to have a problem. What is the problem? And he said, you touched that woman. You picked her up. You put her on your back. You carried that woman across the river. That is against our rules. That is against the practices of our monastery. You have broken the rules. I can't believe that you were willing to pick her up and touch this woman. And the first monk said, Do you know, I carried that woman for about five minutes. But you have been carrying her for two hours. It's one of my favorite stories, and I can relate to being the second monk, focused on the rules and making sure that I'm trying to do everything perfectly, and when I don't, then I get all frustrated, and, and if other people are not following the rules precisely the way that I think they should be, then I will also get frustrated with them. I remember getting off of the bus when I was living in Pittsburgh, and I'm traveling down the road. It's about a mile from the bus stop to Gateway Allegheny County's Drug and Alcohol Rehab Program, where I was doing my internship. And so I'm walking down this road. It's a beautiful morning. I can feel the sun on my face. There's cars passing by, and, and I'm enjoying the walk. And I find myself reflecting on my last internship that I had when I was getting my bachelor's degree. And I'm focusing particularly on the manager of the program where I was doing my internship. And 
she had a leadership style that I did not agree with. I believed that she was a micromanager, and I believed that she was a control freak. Whether she actually was or not, I, I can't actually say. But in my limited experience as a 25-year-old intern, I had already made all kinds of judgments and assumptions about this woman's leadership style. And here I am, in Pittsburgh, walking down the road towards my new internship, and all I can think about is this woman and her leadership style and how I don't agree with it and how I think she could run her business a whole lot better. And I'm obsessing about this woman. I've walked about half a mile. I'm nearly halfway to the rehab program when it hit me that I was doing the same thing as this monk. I was carrying this woman. I hadn't seen her in over a year. Chances were that I was probably never going to see her again. And yet, I was carrying all kinds of negative energy about her with me. And it was almost as if I got hit by a bolt of lightning. And I found myself asking the question, why am I carrying her? What is going on with that? Why am I so obsessed about this this person? And I realized that I had had some negative experiences with her. Very limited, to be honest. I think the total amount of time that I actually interacted with her during the whole four months of my internship was probably less than an hour. So I, I need to, to explain that there wasn't a whole lot of time that I actually interacted with her. A lot of it was just what I observed as I'm sitting there. And I, I don't really want to focus on her so much as the fact that I was carrying negative energy about a person that I didn't even know. And that was what really bothered me as I'm walking along this road. As I suddenly realized, wow, I am carrying this woman and it's not serving me. It's not helping me at all. What do I need to do to let this go? And that, my friends is the question of the week. How can I let things go? It's really interesting. I've, I've done a lot of research about how to let things go. And to be honest, there's not a whole lot of content available that tells people how to let things go. Because it's simply the process of opening up your fingers and letting go of whatever it is that you're holding on to. It's actually a very simple process, and yet we don't want to let things go that easily. And I think that's the hard part. We hold on to things with the perception that it's causing us value or it's creating value for us to hold on to it, when in actuality it doesn't help us at all, it doesn't serve us. And yet there's a fear of what will happen if I let it go. Fear of if I let this go, maybe I'll put myself in a place where I'm going to be hurt again. Or if I let this go, maybe I'll forget about what awful things happen. So I'm going to hold on to it so that I can feel somewhat safe. So I don't have a magical formula to be able to tell you what it takes to let things go. Because there really isn't one. But I do have a couple of questions that I want you to consider as you think about situations that maybe you are still holding on to and you're having a hard time letting go. And there's two particular concepts that I want to introduce to you 
as part of this process. And the first is projection, and the second is transference. Projection is when I have flaws and defects in myself that I don't really want to look at for me, but I can clearly see them in other people. And so I'm actually projecting my negative or positive, whatever the case may be, but I'm, I'm projecting my energy onto another person and I'm focusing it on them. And so I'm not actually seeing them for them, I'm seeing them as a reflection of me, but there's, there's this denial that goes with it. And the denial is that I'm not actually recognizing that that's my stuff that I'm looking at. I think it's their stuff that I'm looking at. It's not my stuff. It's their stuff. And so then I can focus all of my energy on them and how they need to change and what's different about them and how they need to be better. And in the process, I'm not actually taking a look at me at all. There's a saying that says the things that you hate or the things that you most dislike about somebody else are most likely a representation of something that you don't like about yourself. And as much as I would like to say, no, that's not true, it's important to consider that. I identified that this woman was a micromanager, that she was a control freak. When I look at that situation, I have to ask myself, well, am I a control freak? Do I micromanage? I have to sit with that. Am I projecting some of my stuff onto her? Am I doing that? And if I'm really honest with myself, the answer is yes. Especially as I was in my early 20s and, and 30s, I was a control freak. They, I needed things to be done a certain way or I became very upset and agitated about it. I've worked on that a lot and sometimes I think maybe I'm a little too passive now, but there are things that I still find myself being a control freak about. It has to be done a certain way or it causes me anxiety. So here I am walking down the road thinking about this woman and how much she's a micromanager when I'm never going to see her again when the actual real question needed to be, Troy, how much am I a micromanager? Let me take a look at my stuff. Let me own my stuff and see if I can work through that. Instead of blaming and judging and projecting onto these other people, let me take a look at my stuff and see if I can own my stuff and work on my stuff and try to be a little bit better of a person myself. And if I'm able to do that, wow, how much freedom will that create in my own life? No longer am I carrying this woman down the road or everywhere I go. I'm working on my stuff and continuing to ask myself, well, what part of this is mine? How much of this is my responsibility? And what can I do to take some ownership about it? When I'm able to do that, I'm in a place where I'm actually able to let things go a little bit better because I'm no longer focusing on her. The second concept that we talk about is transference. And transference is when I maybe have been hurt or had some negative experience with someone from my past, and now this person in front of me reminds me in one way or another of this other person from my past, and so I've transferred all the negative energy from this person on my past, and now I'm putting it on this person in front of me. And I'm treating them the way that I feel towards these people from my past. So I'm no longer seeing this person as who they really are. I'm seeing them as somebody from my past, and then I'm treating them accordingly. 
I had an experience when I was working at the hospital where there was an individual who who didn't have a leadership. There was it seems to be a trend. There was a, a another person who didn't have a leadership style that I particularly enjoyed. I I just didn't agree with it. And what happened in particular was that my boss also didn't care for this person's leadership style, and so my boss would share with me. How much my boss didn't like this person, and then I'd go interact with this person, and I ended up treating this person badly. I didn't treat them with respect or dignity; I treated them with contempt. I was transferring all of this energy that my boss was sharing with me onto this person when I actually didn't give him an opportunity to be himself. I didn't accept him for who he was. I was, I was just. Going along with the flow, I was transferring all this energy and putting it on this this poor man. I share that with you because that again was not serving me. I think it made me. Get, I think it created a sense of power in me, or thinking that I was better than him, or whatever the case may be. I don't know what I got out of it because in the end, I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of guilt. I didn't like who I was. As I was interacting with this individual, and it it actually sat heavy on me for a long time. Several years later, I'm finding that I'm still obsessing and and worried about the way that I was with this man. It was a different experience than I as I was walking down the road thinking about this other lady. I wasn't thinking about him and how he was. I was thinking about me and how I was and how I treated him. And so I actually called him. I was able to find his phone number, and I called him and asked him if he would be willing to go to lunch with me. He was really suspicious. Why do you want to go to lunch with me? What is the deal? And I, I said, you know, I gotta, I want to go to lunch with you because I need to take ownership of the fact that I was transferring a lot of negative energy on you that. Frankly, you didn't deserve. You have value as a human being, and I didn't see that. I didn't recognize it, and I transferred that energy onto you. And I have felt bad about how I have been ever since. And so I am. I'm actually hoping that you can forgive me. He was blown away by that. He acknowledged that my behavior had been hurtful for him, and he appreciated that I was willing to own it. And in that process, we both were able to let go of the past. And today, he and I have a really great relationship. We've been able to develop a friendship with each other, and I'm I'm grateful that he was willing to forgive me, that he was able to let it go, and I'm also grateful that I was able to take a look at my stuff and own it, and not just sit in shame and try to bury it and pretend that it never happened and. And ignore it. I, I I couldn't live with myself if I did that. So I needed to I needed to address that. So when we're talking about transference, the question is: Am I transferring energy from one person onto another person? And how is that fair to this person in front of me? And how is it fair to me? And is it accurate? Is it honest? Is it authentic? Or can I see this person as the person they are? Can I see their value? Can I see their strengths? Yes, they may have weaknesses. I have weaknesses too, but can I see them as a whole person, and can I recognize that, and see them as them, and be able to have compassion for them, 
and can I see me as me and have compassion for me? If I'm able to do that, then I'm able to let it go. Whatever things that I feel like the other person may have done to hurt me, I'm able to let it go. I'm able to recognize, hey, I am not perfect either. I've made some mistakes too. So when we look at transference and projection, those are two ways that we can take a look at how are we holding energy towards this person and is it serving us to hold on to that energy or can we let it go? Now, there may be times when somebody has done something that has been incredibly hurtful to you and you've decided that you can't have that person be a part of your life anymore. And what that is, is boundaries. We're talking about boundaries here. Boundaries are different than me holding on to negative energy and continuing to let it fester and grow within me. That's completely different. Boundaries are, you know, I don't feel safe here and so I'm going to create some distance because I don't feel safe. That's very healthy for us to be able to have boundaries. What is unhealthy is for us to continue to carry this toxic poison inside of ourselves that doesn't serve us and doesn't help us stand in our light and in our truth. And one of the ways to be able to clean up some of that toxic poison is to, to look at those questions of, am I projecting my own stuff onto this person? Have I made mistakes too? Have I done things that maybe have hurt or harmed other people? And I'm focusing all of my energy on what this person has done wrong. And I'm not taking a look at what I've done wrong and what I can do to make restitution. Or am I transferring energy from another person and then putting it onto you and I'm not even seeing you for you anymore? I'm seeing you as a distorted version of somebody of my past. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair to me because I then can't have a healing and healthy relationship with you. About two years after my experience of walking down the road, I found myself in the same town where I had gone to get my bachelor's degree. And I'm out to dinner with some friends. And lo and behold, who walks into the restaurant but that woman from my first internship? She didn't recognize me, which was a relief because I really acted badly back then. But what I realized was that I no longer harbored any negative energy towards her. I'd been able to take ownership of how much of this was actually my stuff. And I'd been able to take ownership of what I needed to do to continue working on me and the the things that I want to work on, and I no longer harbored any negative energy towards her. She didn't recognize me, I didn't go up and introduce myself, but I found that there was this sense of peace that had settled on me as I realized that I had been able to let it go. And as I'm telling the story today and I'm thinking about her, I'm able to recognize just how much good she was able to do with her agency in the world and how me focusing on one little aspect of this, this woman that wasn't even fair and was actually really my stuff affected the way that I not only interacted with her, but affected with the way that I interacted with the others at my internship, affected the way that I interacted with others after I left my internship. And I realized that it had affected my ability to see the light and truth and authenticity of other people. I'm so grateful as I was walking down the road towards my internship that I had that aha moment. It shifted everything for me and made me begin to take a look at what part is really mine in this process 
And can I focus on that instead of the harm or hurt that somebody else has done to me? You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to TroyLLove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.